0: Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today News and welcome to our July Microsoft Teams news update. So as always, I'm joined by Microsoft Teams expert and co-founder of Empowering Cloud, Tom Abuthnot. And together and with our panel of guests, we're going to be running through all the latest Microsoft Teams news headlines. So welcome, Tom. How's it going?
1: Yeah, really good. Thanks. Yeah. Microsoft just ended their FY. So we're in July. We're in the new financial year for Microsoft. So all go last month and uh, still quite a lot of news to get through even though it's the very start of the new year for them
0: yeah absolutely and it starts all over again another quarter lots more happening yeah
1: never stop so this year you traditionally this is a little bit slower because microsoft you know certainly on the sales side have run up to the end of the year and july is a bit quieter we'll talk about inspire where we get what's new for the year in terms of their priorities Uh, and then we'll be into august but it's interesting how in teams you know the the features keep on rolling and then changes keep on coming
0: yeah, absolutely. And for our audience out there, we're we're halfway through the year, aren't we? So I mean it's time to kind of set some goals, you know, and figure out kind of what you're gonna do with Microsoft Teams in the next six months to to really make it uh uh really sing for for your organization. So I mean lots to talk about. And and one event that uh, you recently visited and most of you visited was um Commsverse. How did that go?
1: Yeah, it was really good actually. I think I think they topped out at seven hundred people this year. It's a UK community led event. Um very very big turnout i think 31 sponsors so just shows how hot this space is this this time they brought in viva as well so viva and teams are kind of getting closer and closer together but yeah it was nice to see so much activity in the community and uh yeah hats off to the the organizers of that event really good
0: yeah well done to everyone from commsverse yeah fantastic event and another um you know celebration tom is uh i believe it's your anniversary empowering cloud's anniversary in fact
1: yeah we've been uh, we've been going for a year now so we start we launched actually at CommsVerse last year so it was, it was our year anniversary as well as their event so uh yeah really pleased with where we are there's always lots to do but um we brought on some more sponsors this year so crestron jabra mnemonics and louware have come on to join uh audio codes Landis neat pure ip ribbon um so like really nice to see all the key sponsors coming back and more sponsors coming on as well. And we're up to three and a half thousand people now, twenty four subject matter experts providing content. So just really pleased with where we are and really excited about it. we've got big plans for this year as well. So yeah, it's all good.
0: Fantastic. Well, we expect those big plans, you know, to be executed before the end of the year. Tom, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no no rest. <laughs> no, no rest. No, not for uh, not for Tom about to not this year, and <laughs> maybe for years to come as well. But uh, no, well done. Fantastic. You know, it's great to see the community all involved and all the vendors and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, let's keep let's keep on going. Uh, and another celebration that we've got to probably recognize as well. With, and that's why it's, uh, it's a relatively quiet uh, crowd today. And that's the 4th of July. So happy uh, 4th of July to all our North American audience. And, uh, yeah, we've got decidedly
1: this side of the pond panel this this week because uh, for obvious reasons, everybody in America is celebrating.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, let's kick off the news. Um, you know, that, let's first of all bust some of those Microsoft 365 Copilot licensing myths. What's the latest on the facts, uh, you know, what, what's the latest facts, Tom? Yeah, what, what yeah Microsoft
1: are, Microsoft's a really hyping Copilot. I mean, everybody's super excited about it and really interested in it. And there's been lots more blogs and um, preparation content from Microsoft have been releasing to say, here's how you get ready. Um, what they have now let us know is Copilot will be part of the M365 licenses as opposed to the Office 365 or e-licenses. So you might hear us talk about E3 or E5, those are the Office 365 licenses, but you'll need to step up to the M365, so the ME5 or the ME3 to get Copilot, and there'll still be a cost on top of that as well. Uh, there are now 600 organizations testing this, and they all paid to get into the pilot. So that shows you the level of appetite and quite significant money as well to get into this pilot. So uh, Microsoft are kind of laying the foundations from day one, and this is definitely going to be a step up in terms of, of cost to get into the Copilot club, if that's what you want to do.
0: That's really interesting. Anything from our uh, uh, panel of speakers on that one? Anyone got an opinion on uh, on, on the latest you know, co-pilot? Update. I think
2: it's it's one of these that's gonna. It is. It's really exciting. I think my concern. I always seem to end up with the concerns. Is that it's uh, it's going to be another premium license skew, so maybe another ten dollars, and that that leaves me in a world where we've got like such a great value bundle as Microsoft 365 E5, that kind of top end bundle. But then there's a Teams Premium, an Intune Premium, and now a Copilot Premium. I'm gonna guess is is what the SKU might be called. Um, and it just feels like we're adding another 10 20 30 dollars on per user it's starting to feel expensive now i don't think copilot's going to be needed for everybody but when we've all seen those demos imagine the possibilities if everybody did have access to it but i think you can see it rolling out to like a tactical number of people and 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 i think it's going to fit in really well with you know people's uh intentions to automate and, and standardize their operations we've seen so many big organizations, even I think Accenture quite recently invested billions in AI and, and automation yeah. uh, and then in the same breath talked about how they're going to be reducing their workforce. Huh, that's uh, <laughs> coincidental. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I, I wonder how much tolerance there is going to be in, in the partner and the user community for another premium license, another premium license, another premium license. That, that's where my thoughts are. Really excited for the technology kind of wish it was in one of the existing bundles, totally understand why it isn't. But I, I think we're, we're at risk of license confusion again from Microsoft.
1: Yeah, It's interesting because every product is adding AI and every product is trying to add five to eight to ten bucks. So like uh, we use Notion internally, they add an AI, five dollars extra. ClickUp's trying to sell me AI for five dollars extra. Like all the video editing tools are adding AI for a little bit extra. So Everybody's trying to find a way to monetize it, and it'll be interesting to see if people go for AI in every product or if they, like, pick an AI like ChatGPT Premium and take their content to that and use that. Uh, I think Microsoft are in a strong position because they have all the data to make AI really useful, so that whole, you know, PowerPoint to Word, Word to PowerPoint, scanning over your email and your meeting content. Um, But I'm really curious, too, to see what price they put on this. I think the other thing to bear in mind is Microsoft's been pushed a bit on the the Teams being bundled is that anti-competitive. So this is kind of a counter to that, which is if this is extra cost, well, there's a market out there for other AI solutions to get in and and compete as well.
3: Yeah, I I actually think this is Microsoft's biggest launch since Office 365 and most difficult one actually to land because um, the expectations sky high, uh, the potential benefits are significant. But we we've all been in the technology area for so long. If it doesn't land, then well, you know, the the expectation curve is is really difficult on this one. And then how do they price it? You know, if it is as good as advertised, then potentially companies could be removing a a certain amount of headcount from their companies. Maybe ten percent. You know, if you you know the bigger companies. That's you know that's that's hundreds of millions of pounds, billions of dollars and or pounds. So how do they um, how do they price that in in uh, in the M three six five bundle? It's incre- It's incredibly exciting and incredibly fascinating to watch. And I wish them all the best. I wouldn't like that decision to to be you know to be that decision maker. Cause I think it's yeah, I mean
1: right from Satya down, they you know realigned to AI being the most important thing, and you can see it across all the divisions and the reorg and everything else. So yeah undoubtedly they are all in on it we'll see how quickly the market picks up on it and i think the other thing just to mention on the on
3: the co pilot side is how much work is needed in the in the back end to to make it work properly so yeah they've got graph and and they've got all the data and 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 all all that stuff but is it is it going to be is it going to be a manual effort required to to tag all the data to label it all or will co-pilot be able to understand it? And if it if it is, if there's any manual intervention, it'll be fascinating to see how much effort that takes as well. So yeah, good luck, but can't wait to see it.
4: It would also so. be interesting to understand uh, the difference between the premium, Teams premium versus the co-pilot Services because Teams Premium would have certain functionality; it would have certain features, and then how add-on Copilot would be required for every user or to certain set of users. So that uh, would also be an interesting factor as well. That everyone gets Copilot or everyone gets Teams Premium as well.
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. Microsoft seemed to be shaping up as. Teams premium is AI doing things for you, like i.e., here's your meeting summary, your advanced meeting insights, and copilot is more you engaging, like you you say you want to interrogate the meeting in real time or things like that. Um but I agree with you. So it's just a blurry line as to where one thing ends and the next thing starts. And do I need to as a customer, I've bought Teams Premium already. Where's my AI? Oh, that's you want the extra AI, that's the extra copilot stuff. So there's gonna be a lot, a lot of education to do there.
4: And uh, and not only about the education, but also when the sellers, the Microsoft sellers are going and selling those services, it would be really tough for them to demonstrate those things and sell those to every different customers as well, because they have already sold E5 uh, and are to have add-ons would be really a tough task as well.
3: Yeah, definitely. Teams Premium, if you're, let's say, an M365 E3 customer at the moment, teams premium, it, you can kind of justify it, maybe because you get the webinar capabilities, you get some extra capabilities, don't you? So and that, that's probably maybe 5% of the organization, the ones that don't want to move from other competitors, you can say "Oh well we're going to pay, you know, $120 extra a year for maybe one or 2% of our of our user base to, to be able to close down another contract. That makes total sense to me. Whereas if we were if teams premium has to be rolled out to again let's take a 50,000 user organization that's a lot of money that you have to justify
1: so
0: yeah it's up fast yeah absolutely well we're going to, you know stay pretty close to this story so for everyone out there you know keep tuning in we're gonna unpack this every month as it goes forward because I'm sure there's going to be lots to unpack so Anyways, for now, Tom, let's move on to Microsoft Teams Rooms. Uh, quite, a, you know, a couple of updates here. Uh, do you want to talk to, to talk us through the first one? Yeah,
1: sure. We've had updates on both the Microsoft Teams Rooms on Windows and Microsoft Teams Rooms on Android. So on the Windows side, we're up to 4.17. So we get the new user interface refresh applied by default and Microsoft have improved how the custom backgrounds, custom home screens work, which was kind of the blocker for making that a default. Uh SIP slash 8323 outbound dialing with CVI. The, the first vendor there is PECSIP who can do that. So that's the first time we can come natively dial from a standard uh from an MTR room to a standards-based SIP endpoint, like a direct peer-to-peer. Um, some together mode improvements, some meeting surveys that happen at the end of the meeting. And for pro customers, the pro agent is rolled into the device now. So the device registration for the pro portals, all of bit slicker.
0: Superb, and I believe we've got another update. I think Graham can talk to talk us through a little bit more on that one.
5: Uh, so, uh, Android update called Update 2 uh, for this calendar year, uh, rolling out again different times for different OEMs. Some are only available through the Teams Admin Center, uh, where some OEMs will bundle it, uh, so you have to wait for their firmware to be delivered with it. Um, but one of the, the probably the, the biggest things is for government customers in the US is GCC high support. So being able to take these Android devices and register into your Teams Admin Center and, and get them online. Um, so yes, the application has support, but be aware there's only one OEM that has got this criteria, and I don't know who it is. <laughs> it has never disclosed which OEM has got it. Um, And this follows along with the next feature uh, of additional USB cameras uh, on the device. So again, Android device bars have always been, you know, an all-in-one device. Logitech do have this, um, you know, roommate, this appliance, where you can you know, potentially plug in additional cameras. So this is where <clears throat> Update 2 will allow that additional camera to be plugged in but I'm guessing also some of the the room bars, they all have USB ports, potentially they could have a additional camera, maybe at the back of the room, looking at a presenter uh, in there as well. And then also along with this uh, additional camera, the alternative option is content camera, or uh, what was it, magic whiteboard, when it was originally launched, Uh, the content capture. So if you've got a traditional analog whiteboard and you want to digitize, that into a meeting, then now Android supports this. This has been on Windows for quite a while. um, And now you can have this content camera. Now there is, I think, five or six certified vendors for content cameras. uh, But again, don't know the exact list of which Android vendors are supporting this uh, content camera uh, option.
1: Yeah I think we've got some homework to do there. If you're, the, uh, if you're the OEM who got GCC high, let us know in the comments and uh, there's clearly a list for Kevin on our research team to do of which OEM supports which camera for content camera because it's, uh, it's tricky when you've got so many OEMs and so many options and not everybody's supporting everything.
5: Indeed and then there was a couple of other uh, sort of usability features should we say. Um, this is the option now for defaulting your layout. So when you walk in a room you can default it to content and people so we see everyone on the screen and we see content this is especially for people who have had single screens which we see a lot of meeting spaces are single screen devices now uh, or even a larger format display previously if you had some content sharing we're you ready to start your meeting you wouldn't know who's on video so now you've got that option in the team settings on the device you can't do it through the team's admin center that's not there in the configuration profile it has to be done on the on the device what layout you want to fix it to? So you could fix it to front row, uh, or just a content and gallery, for example, uh, on there. Uh, and another uh, nice new feature that's come in now. Again, many OEMs did this; they built their own menu or swipe menu to, to control the camera and the framing. It's now in the default UI of Microsoft, and this is their attempt to <clears throat> bring together multiple different OEMs' naming conventions, such as neat symmetry, Logitech right Sight, poly ai director you know all these different manufacturers have their own naming convention this is the attempt to bring it together in the microsoft app so if you do have a mixed estate so i don't know your rooms in the us might be one oem and in europe there might be another this just means it's simplified for the user that when they hit the the icon next to the camera now the down arrow they get to choose um room view composite view or active speaker so again also dependent on the hardware and its capabilities you need to see two options uh or if they're more advanced cameras then you'll see three options with that, the active speaker option there as well um and that was it in the the android world so um it uh again you've got the option to choose your default camera so if you do have that second camera that could always be your default potentially as well so as someone said uh, over the weekend lots of options you know bringing it up to future parity with windows there's still uh uh, and us and them, I think in the product group, where there's, you know, slightly different features than one or not the other. Um, but you know, for the majority of meeting spaces, again, I think the, the, simplified Android bars tick a lot of people's boxes.
0: Nice. And Tom, are we getting that, uh, parity closer and closer all the time now? Is it, is it, you know, or is it still a buying issue?
1: Yeah, it's a constant moving target because. Android like gets a lot of features, then Windows potentially gets new features. so um I think what's happening is Android is getting a lot of the fundamentals, like like ticking all the boxes that your typical user would want most of the time, and certainly in those smaller and medium spaces, and maybe even some larger spaces um, but you'll you'll see Windows now have the smart speaker, the face recognition, the copilot stuff so um, I, there, there'll always be a difference, and customers will always have to decide what they want to do price and standards wise but i'm seeing most customers um mix and android sort of you know for typical rooms and windows for more complex structured audio multi-camera when it comes multi-stream that kind of thing Uh, so we'll see how customers react but yeah good good for customers that the android is is closing the gaps on features for sure
0: yeah plenty of choice and to round it all off we've got a new mtr training and badge exam is that right
1: yeah, this is a, a big one for Microsoft partners. So Microsoft has a a certification badge test. It's online, it's free for partners. So you have to go through their online training, technical training, and then you get your badge. It's a really big deal for the Microsoft Teams devices partners to get their their teams certified with this. Uh lots and lots of um compliance and uh Conditional access and uh, in tune type questions in there, so you've got to get brush up on on all of that if you're a techie. Uh, but we'll put a link in the comments for for the training and the exam there.
0: Cool, cool. And uh, we've also got Microsoft Teams certification end date for Android 9 devices. That's being extended. Is that right? Tell us more. Yeah,
1: this is interesting. So um, Android 9 is relatively old Android version now, but there's lots of particularly uh, Teams IP phones running on it. So Poly, Crestron, AudioCodes, and YayLink will have phones on it. Also, the Crestron Teams displays and Neat have a panel still running on 9. Uh, 9 was due to go end of support 5th of August, which means Microsoft, say, officially of support, you've still got two years of reasonable endeavors, best effort to be supported, unless the OEM upgrades Android to a higher version. Uh, so Microsoft have now given the OEMs until the 5th of November 2023 to upgrade, and that, that would push them through to either they go to Android 10 or they go to Android 11, and that would give them more time and support. So if they went to Android 10, that will give them September the 3rd, 2025, Android 11 later still. Um, It's interesting, there's there's, uh, something for us to keep an eye on now as to which devices the OEMs do upgrade and which don't upgrade. So we know that um, some of those devices, so for example, audio codes have a couple of older phones, uh, the C450HD and C448HD that they're not planning to upgrade. So you've kind of got two years left or you swap those out really from a supportability standpoint. Um, and I think Yalink have got an older MTR, which they're not planning to upgrade as well. Most of those OEMs will be upgrading, um, but if you're running those devices, be sure you understand which Android you're running, that you need to upgrade within the timeframes and what your OEM is doing as far as upgrades go.
0: Superb. Well, next up. Uh, let's talk about real time telemetry in Teams Admin, Tom. I mean, I believe yeah, that's so a mouthful, here. isn't it? So, this Tell is me more. Um,
1: a lot of people really want to have uh, proactive alerting when a meeting going badly, particularly an important meeting. So, like you've got exec meetings, you've got the monthly board meeting. I want to know when it's going wrong. Uh, right now, as a Teams admin, you can click into that meeting, select it in Teams Admin Center, and watch the meeting in real time and see some stats about it. So if you really care about it, you can literally glue yourself to the screen and look at it. Um, But that's not super efficient. What's coming now is alerting based on those stats. So the ability to set triggers to say, this meeting is important to me, watch it. And if packet loss gets above 5% or jitter gets above X, let me know. Um, Which also means you can then click multiple meetings and say monitor all these meetings and let me know. It is still very manual. You can't say monitor all my meetings. There's no API coming. Um, or there's no API today, I should say, and it does require Teams Premium on the users or Teams Pro on the devices, the room system once it's launched. Uh, but another nice step in the right direction for, like, proactive real-time monitoring for Teams.
0: That's great. and And I suppose, just in terms of the use case here it's more for diagnostics than actual kind of monitoring would you say proactive monitoring would you say yeah it's kind of like
1: so so if you have a meeting of you know you've got the 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 board and the or the regional hands or something and you've got a few hundred people on it and it starts to wobble you kind of want to know is it the the presenter is having issues so tell them to like swap out to another presenter or an attendees having attendees complaining that it's rubbish everyone's like, oh, is the entire or all 300 people having an issue? It's very hard to tell in real time, like, no, that person's joined on a mobile from Starbucks. Yes, they're having issues, but that's them, not the meeting. Or is it the entire meeting? So you as an admin or as a, you know, your entities in white glove service will immediately be able to understand, no, no, that that attendee has a connectivity issue, but the meeting is fine. Or the presenter has an issue. We need to get them to a better connection or swap them out because they're affecting all 300 people because they're having the issue and they're presenting, that kind of thing.
0: I see, so it could be a bit of both. What, you know, watching those really important events and, and, and sessions or meetings happen, also maybe looking at things that, you know, I suppose from a diagnostic point of view afterwards. Yeah, as well.
1: you, you can always go, you can look at every meeting after the event and go through the diagnostics and kind of work out okay. averages and issues in current sites. This is specifically about like real time, so it's those really important ones. Nice,
0: very nice.
3: And that's effectively replicating capabilities in other competitors right who who have that today so that's another classic hurdle of you know we can't leave you know zoom or whatever because um we can monitor those meetings in real time and we can see all the attendees and we can see all the presenters so that's a it's a it's a big thing for it's a big obstacle for some for some organizations i would imagine so that's pretty positive for microsoft that you can do that
1: yeah, yeah, like in traditional systems, often very big meetings, they would monitor absolutely everything all the time, just to be sure.
4: It also helps in uh, those users, the end users, where they keep on uh, reporting issues that, uh, okay, my, um, I'm, I'm constantly facing some challenges with my uh, devices. So it also helps you to do a real-time analytics uh, on those users specifically as well to see what wrong they are doing in those meetings or in those calls as well
1: yeah really good point yeah you can see the device types as well we're writing the real-time analytics which is handy and
3: they're always the most important person in the meeting right
1: <laughs> always <laughs> i definitely think there's
3: like a law we should call it a law there's an inverse law between uh, uh the most important people in the organization and their and their and the dodgy connections and device <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: absolutely well let's move into even potentially even more dodgy connections and let's talk about cars uh, specifically microsoft teams apple carplay tom but there's some improvements so there's yeah, getting the the a nice uh, nice set of additional features so carplay
1: for those not familiar you can plug in your um apple ios phone into carplay and you get a team's experience uh, a couple of months ago they added the meeting roster so you click to join a meeting um, previously, we've had Siri on there, so you could ask Siri to make a call to ring a person, but now we're getting speed dial and history there as well. So you can add your speed dials, click a button and click to call. Um, obviously, clipping those clicks on screens to a minimum while you're driving, but it makes it a bit less fussy than uh, very often those voice recognition things can be tricky. So just having one click to make calls to your speed dials or history is quite a nice addition.
0: And it is nice to see they are developing this, right? It's not just a tick in the box, is it? They're actually kind of adding more functionality. into so I think that's, that shows quite Yeah, to for sure.
1: And, and and similar is happening on the Android Auto, although the Android Auto tends to lag. I think it might be a little bit easier sometimes to do things in iOS, go from app to, to um, CarPlay. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of road warriors use teams and teams in the car makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. So it's a, a good focus area, I think.
2: There's also um, <clears throat> there's a really interesting stat that I saw. I was over at the, um, the Beyond conference with Pax8 uh, the other week, and uh, Gartner were up, um, no, not Gartner, and I've, I've gone on Jay McBain, of course, from um, Canalis. Uh, so he was up doing his presentation. He puts up a stat that says 79% of people will only buy a new car if it supports CarPlay or Android Auto. It has wow. now become a major buying decision as to whether they will buy a car or not, 79%. That's how much integration is a huge part of our life. And so I think it, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see that what, so just so that your phone works with your car has now become like priority number one. And then, oh yeah, well, how big's the engine and how far does it go and how fast does it go? But it's, it's become one of those metrics now, 79%. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. And I think again, you know, Microsoft are, are playing in the space where they say, Hey, we, we see the drive for this stuff. People are really, really keen on having everything integrated. So it makes sense that teams is right there with a great experience too. But an interesting piece on that, you know,
5: all car manufacturers still focusing on building their own sat nav and their own UI. You almost think why bother just put in CarPlay and Android auto. Yeah. Yeah exactly i
1: I think i think that's what both vendors are pushing for is to own the full car experience i think the car manufacturers are nervous about that but yeah i think absolutely you look at what google were predicting a couple of years ago owning the whole experience i think that's where it'll go i'd be
3: incredibly nervous if i was a car manufacturer given given all my data over to um uh, to apple or google but you know good shout out for blackberry because blackberry are the um, are, you know have most of the um, sort of internal uh, uh, dashboards and um, in, for car manufacturers where they make most of the money now i think
1: yeah and just step up their ui ux then don't they if they want to compete well <laughs> got, yeah. got it. it's
3: got a keyboard on the
1: wheel yeah
3: it is interesting though isn't it because tesla don't don't have carplay or or android yeah, avoid i don't know i guess licensing. yeah
1: and i think that's i think it's partly
3: licensing data
1: isn't it they want all data. The data like mm-hmm. tesla is built on data so that makes sense so it's interesting
0: well silicon valley is coming for your combustion engine and now they're coming for your dashboard so you know <laughs> what are they going to come for next maybe you <laughs> but that's a, a whole different conversation for another day i'm sure so anyway let's move on to some equally big news uh which i really uh quite excited about a new teams client tom tell us more yeah
1: this is this is um an ongoing story so microsoft released a while ago the new teams client so teams 2.1 is kind of the internal name for it um faster lighter built from the ground up generally be better and various marketing stats but generally the perception is that's true it is better um, Microsoft have now said they're tentatively looking towards October for general availability of that. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to have to all switch instantly, but you can see what's coming here is at some point Microsoft will run them side by side, the classic client and the new client, and slowly they will push towards, okay, now's the time where you've really got to jump over to the new client. Um, so they've put up a microsite, and we've linked it in the comments, um, where you can see which features are in the new client and which features are still coming soon, which will help you understand how you can roll this out to some or all of your users if they've got the use cases covered in the features to make sure they get to start using it. And there's a whole lot of admin details about how to roll out the client, how to manage the change, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we're coming into summer, which is classically a bit of a slower time for IT. This might be a good time to start thinking about towards the end of you know calendar Q4, you're probably going to be expected to start moving from the classic teams clients to the new teams clients. So and now's a good chance to get on top of it.
0: And tell me by looks at the website, they're really keen for feedback, aren't they? So how, how do you know, users and companies get involved in that?
1: Yeah, they really are. Um, they want to make sure they hit all the use cases people need. Um, so in the it in teams admin center, you can flip users into preview and then they can provide feedback via the client or there's a feedback website as well. Um, and there's a, again, that microsite we've linked down there. You can join the community, the tech community for preview as well. So lots of ways to give feedback. I think most, most important thing Microsoft are looking for is they want, you know, feature parity, which is a long running, uh, word for our, for our space. Um, but seeing what features are going to block how many people. So like making sure they've got all the core features covered.
0: Yeah. The quest for feature parity continues. Um, for anyone out there that doesn't know how to, or is maybe self-managing a small environment of Microsoft Teams clients, you know, how do they upgrade? Do they just click the up, update button in the top corner, or is there a more sensual kind of, you know, best practice way of doing it? Yeah. So
1: at the moment, it's still in preview, so we haven't got something where it fully forces. But I, I would anticipate, much like the Skype kind of migration, it will be gently, gently, like encourage your users to do this we're going to proactively give them the option to switch so they, they get a toggle in the top left of their client saying "check out preview. And then at some point, Microsoft will say, if you don't do anything, we're just going to magically update your users. Uh, you can defer it, but we'll do it. And then eventually you can't defer it. That tends to be the model. Um, so cool. for small customers, very often they don't proactively do this and they'll just wait until Microsoft changes it. For bigger customers, they want to test it with a pilot group, understand it will work, get user comms out there so they help desktop not get flooded, et cetera.
0: And that all makes good sense, Tom are there any
3: big uh, feature um, like feature gaps between the new and the old client you're aware of it, it,
1: yeah there are there are definitely some at the moment so so for, for now it's not on Mac or VDI um those okay. are planned and coming it's not supported on special clouds, so GCC doD yep. etc um, so some advanced calling features call queues reverse number lookup um amazingly team and channel creation is not there, which is obviously being teams is quite an important one for a lot of people. Um, And third party line of business apps. So bringing in your, um, you know, your Salesforce or your Trello or whatever it may be. Um, so there's still, still some significant gaps there to close. So we'll probably see those close as we roll up to October. Mm. It is a significant improvement though, isn't it?
3: It's good. It is a sign. I don't know if we're probably all on it, I guess on the call, is a, it,
1: it the performance is significantly better so that's good sorry Susie. yeah perth's definitely improved i i i've been on it for quite a while and um line of business apps thing they keep flipping me back and forward sorry you're gonna say
4: Uh, Yeah, even even your contacts and speed dial, uh, which is one of the most critical things, uh, is that is still not available on the new clients yet. Uh, And uh, like you mentioned, Tom, uh, the third line of business or the line of business apps, that's really critical and vital. Uh, And they mentioned that towards the end of July, that's what uh, they are planning to roll out in the preview for the line of business apps as well.
0: Okay, let's move on to some events, Tom. It's quietening down towards the summer, but there is one big event just around the corner, and that is Microsoft Inspire. Tell us more.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Microsoft Inspire is the big partner event where Microsoft tell all the partners uh, what they're focused on for the next coming year, what the partners should focus on, what Microsoft want you to move and push as far as metrics go. So very important partners are the modern work pre-day on the 17th. So that's the area where a lot of us are focused on and then 18th and 19th is the big show. So um, I'll be tuning into a whole lot of that and uh, hopefully summarizing it down into uh, bite sized useful information. So yeah, next month we'll have some of that to talk about on the show, which
0: will be good. Super. And is that an in-person event? Can people attend it or is it all online or, or both?
1: Uh, it used to be in person. I think it's all online now. Um, it is so yeah, yeah. yeah, it used to, used to be in person and quite a lot of fun, but there are some, partner meetings in and around it. So they've kind of broken out to city-based meetings for some partners, but yeah, all, all online this time
2: i think i did hear a rumor that we might be back in person from next year i think Ooh. that was a definitely a, an interesting rumor i picked up last week but uh yeah still virtual at the moment i personally miss the uh just getting everyone together it's such a huge environment you see like twelve thousand partners and eight thousand microsoft staff all just kind of bundled together in an arena you're like really we're all here because we <laughs> yeah it was, a, it was
1: a great networking I like opportunity it. for sure it's, to we with so your good. partner peers as well which was nice yeah
2: the community is amazing, but yeah, I can't wait to get back to in-person. Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, you're in the Americas this year. They have, uh, like six cities that is hosting in-person events, uh, as well. Uh, but they have limited it to the managed partners of these states. Uh, so they have only, uh, kept it for those managed partners, uh, in six cities across, uh, America. So there is a mix of hybrid. It would be like in-person and online as well.
0: Well. Right. Yeah, I'm sure it certainly would be a great event to get to if we could all get to one, wouldn't it? But uh, those regional events sound like the the way to go for at least the time being. But you heard it you heard it here, folks. There could be an event coming soon in person. Thanks for that, Scott. So next up, we said uh, we talk about Teams Fireside Chat. Tom, there's another show coming up.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've got a, a couple of Teams Fireside chats showing up. For those not familiar, we get a, a guest in for a bit of an open conversation around Microsoft Teams. Uh, we've got um, Irina and Sam who are on the devices team. They run the device management, the Pro Portal, et cetera. So that's on 13th of July. That should be a really good one. They've been around for quite a while in our space and uh, have a lot of stories to tell, I'm sure. And it's a hot topic for people, device management. So that'll be a fun one.
0: Great stuff. And we've got an uh, an AMA session coming up and uh, I think Graham knows
5: more about that one, doesn't he? So uh, our monthly Microsoft Teams devices ask me anything. Uh, thanks to Tom and the team, they're taking over the uh, scheduling and uh, all the behind the scenes admin that takes ages. Uh, so they're going to send out the up reminders monthly. So this is a, a, an open session, much like the fireside chat, they're not recorded. Uh, so you can come ask questions, find out from other peers within the community or End users on features functionality coming to teams or what's announced what's new uh, Or you're having trouble with your devices or or best practices, you know, do I like a thousand meeting rooms uh, So we've got all different people on there: end users partners fellow MVPs um, And we hosted once for North America and Mia on the afternoon around this sort of time 4 p.m. Ish, and then also the following morning uh, UK time so 6:30 for the early birds in the UK Or the slightly, uh, you know, people getting up late in Europe, uh, but then that's about 4.30 p.m. in Sydney. So we do that event, and it's the same topic. So, yeah, feel free to join that and sign up and uh, get some information.
1: Yeah, it's always a really good one because you hear from a lot of people in the field with the devices, how they get on with the updates, the little niggles, all the things we were talking about here about this OEM supports this, but this OEM supports that. I I always get loads of good information from that call. So, uh, yeah, definitely a recommended one.
0: Yeah, sound like some good nuts and bolts sessions there, getting getting into the into the detail. Good stuff. Well, that's it from us. If you're new to UC today, subscribe. If you're not, then give us a like uh, or a comment or even a share, it's always appreciated. And if you're a Microsoft Teams fan and want to be part of this conversation, you can connect with Tom or part of the conversation. You can connect with Tom, myself, uh, and our guest speakers on LinkedIn and Twitter, and our social links are in the description. So thanks to Tom. Our guest speakers and everyone for joining us will be back again next month. I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching.